0: Last week on Lore Seekers. <laughs> no I mean, I want to know everything about the city. If I go left, or if it's going to take me here, if I go right, it's going to take me here. I depend on my mini map so much, and I'm like, it's. I feel like it's hindering. It was hindering my ability to remember the cities like I want to. So I got rid of it. Uh, chat
1: says, "Season of the Dwimmer and Season of the Lore Seeker," <laughs> and I've also heard "Season of the Betty Netch," which makes me laugh. Dana, that's awesome.
0: So, that being said, uh, you know, Lair of Marceloc, we ran that in story mode together, and I will say, hands down, that was a amazing looking dungeon. Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Law Seekers Podcast. Grab a nail and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table, jibs and cash. There's no place like home.
1: Yeah. No place like home. I refuse to sit today.
0: What do you mean you refuse to sit today? I'm going to stand. I'm going to do the
1: whole thing standing. Because I'm full of freaking energy.
0: Okay, can can you just give me like twenty burpees or something?
1: Maybe, Done. maybe she can give you something. Here she comes now.
0: What can I get you, boys? Well, hi. Uh, what
1: what are you ordering? You give her that creepy look every week. I'm in love with her. Clearly. <laughs> I'm g- I'm gonna pick the most difficult thing to pronounce, so Jibs can have the easy one to pronounce. I'm gonna have the shu- the sujama, please. Yeah, you did real good on there.
0: Uh, I'll take a dig off brandy, please. Thank you very much. Coming right. right up. Yep. Thank you. You're Cheers. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, wow. How? I don't even know where to start. Have you just been so excited to do a show? You don't even know where to how to start it off. Like where yeah. The, yeah. That's about where I'm I am right now. I,
1: I texted you today. I'm incredibly excited about today's show. Yeah. And for no reason. I'm just full of freaking energy today.
0: Yeah. I'm just you know you you wait all week and it's it's like prime time. Here we go. But uh, yeah. What have you been up to? I do miss it. I do miss it. I miss miss it, too. Once a week isn't enough. You shut your mouth. Don't get any ideas. Whoa, slow down. Don't you get any ideas. Pump
1: the brakes, listeners. Jeez. Pump the brakes. Yeah. Add another zero to the end of my paycheck for this podcast, and maybe we'll start two shows a week. I'll be right there. (laughs) Say when. (laughs) Uh, Did you get the joke? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Another zero to our paycheck of zero still equals zero. Oh. Okay. You know what we should do? What? I should write you a check every week, every month for the show, and then you should write me a check every month for the
0: show. I think the check alone would be worth more
1: than the number that's written on it. But all of a sudden, we're getting paid. We're getting and paid. Then, then I, yeah, now it gets more interesting, doesn't it? It does, because those zeros,
0: 0.00, zero, dot zero, zero man, that's the big leagues right there. I mean, we're freaking geniuses. You genius, to... genius, genius,
1: genius!
0: <laughs> nice pull. That yeah.
1: is amazing. So what have you been up to? Uh, uh, I've had a week. I've had a week. I've had a week inside of ESO and a week outside of ESO. Yeah? Let's talk inside first. Okay. Uh, I had done a lot of optimizing of my Templar this week, especially after a certain dungeon that we're going to talk about later. Yeah. Um, Zynode has updated his, uh, Magicka Templar off balance build. So I went and uh, took a look at that and, uh, he did a first scale breaker. Mm-hmm. I think he posted like a week ago or something like that. And, uh, so a little, little bit here and there, I'm still, you know, kind of farming stuff so I can change a couple traits, but I'm pretty close to done with my false god set. And then Zynode went and changed it up on me. So, now I'm going to farm another set and take a look at that one and see how I like that one, but um, it's really fun doing it because the dude is just laying down some damage. So I'm enjoying that. I'm glad you're enjoying that. A lot. I'm enjoying it because I know you're going to be enjoying it. We can talk about that in a minute, but what else mm-hmm. we got going on? Tons of gathering. Trying to get rid of some surveys. That's in-game. Out of game... If you follow on Twitter or Instagram, you may or may not know, I've added two more little baby Khajiit to my real-life family. Yeah, you did. They are just the
0: cutest little
1: things. I love yeah. I them so bad. Yeah, so my family got two more uh, baby Sphinxes, which, crazy talk, brings us to six, and we're freaking done. I'm like, okay, that's it. And it's kind of... I'm going to say kind of. It's a lot of my faults. My daughter came in right after we recorded last show. And she said, dad, we're going to look at a kitten tomorrow. And I went, oh, my God. <laughs> so then she shows me a picture of this little tiny baby Khajiit. It's a naked sphinx. So freaking cute. Yeah. And she, I mean, she knows I have totally have a soft spot. So we decided to go. So we go the next day and we're tired the whole time we're talking. Okay, look. We're just going to look. We're just going to look. Me and my my daughter are looking at each other like, you're yeah, right. My wife's like, I'm not so sure about this. So we get there and there's I have a bad feeling about this. We get there and there's two of them. Mm. And they're brother and sister. And they're running around playing. And they're just rolling around, just being all kinds of a big giant bucket of sweet. And we walked out of there about well, we left to talk about it and we went back like 3 hours later and we came home with two kittens. So,
0: you know, the greatest thing about hairless cats, like you have 6 cats, it's like you have one cuz they don't shed. Like you have you have no hair to deal with.
1: No, but they they still pee and poop, dude. And luckily, I mean, you do, know, they you- the, the The breeder's fantastic, so they're. when we get them, they're already good to go with with potty training and everything because that is not something we want to delve into. Oh, yeah. Um, So we have these two. I mean, people are probably asking, like, oh, my God, six cats? Yes, I am the cat man. We have, like, two giant litter boxes. Or they get their own rooms. They have two giant litter boxes, and we're constantly cleaning, vacuuming, wiping walls, everything. So... You'd walk into our house and be like, you'd have no idea that we have six cats because there's it doesn't, nothing smells. I mean, like we're constantly on it.
0: Oh yeah, you'd but have to be at that point.
1: It's work, but we get yeah. six times the love, six and they're just they're the amazing.
0: Snugs. That's right, they're
1: amazing. So awesome. yeah, for us, it was a happy thing. We're like giving them all the best lives they can have. So
0: live your best life with cash.
1: Yeah. Anyway, how's your week, buddy?
0: It's good. Uh, it's been it's been a. Uh... There's been a lot going on. Uh, we've been, been. I've been working on um, finalizing the new Lore Seeker merchandise shop. That is Ooh. getting ready to come out. Uh, I had no idea how many actual designs we had until I sat there and went through them
1: all. <laughs> well, you do all of them. But
0: uh, well, it's been I, well. It's been a while since I went through it. And um, so anyway, yeah. You can you know you can look forward to that. We're gonna be have all kinds of fun things for you. Mugs and. Uh, there's going to be leggings for the ladies. We talked about that on the discord and the girl, and all the ladies were like, yes, yes, yes. We love leggings. They're so comfortable. So we're like, all right, so we'll, we'll do some leggings for you. Uh,
1: Crocs for hoodies, for the leader, dude.
0: premium hoodies. Uh, I think we're going to be working. I wish we had personalized Crocs. Uh, I think we got we some do. trucker hats coming, all kinds of, uh, die cut stickers. So chat, you can look forward to that. And I think buttons as well, but, uh, Anyway, ladies are going to be well represented. You're going to have some nice teas and stuff, and uh, guys as well. And uh, it's going to be fun, you know? Um, let's see, what else? Uh, yeah, I've been working on my my uh, my Magic Templar. Yeah,
1: um, buddy. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you.
0: Uh, chat's asking about kid shirts. Yes, there will be Lore Seeker's kids shirts, and I believe there's some hoodies in there. There's also a onesie that says, I'd rather be elsewhere. We put that on a onesie for your little baby. Uh, nice. Uh, we got uh, all kinds of other stuff, and we're working on some new designs as well. So, uh, By the way, we are streaming live at twitch.tv slash Podcast. So uh, everyone here on the live stream, welcome. But uh, yeah, no, a uh, lot going on. Just a lot going on. of uh, Templar has been rocking. I got uh, him up to 24 as of last night. So, you know, almost there. Um, Very good. Yeah, 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 that's been going, and uh, that's that's been about it. You know what I've really been falling back in love with the most over the last, well, particularly the last 48 hours is the reason why we started the live stream with it? Mm, Dawson's Creek? Well, no, I was leaning more towards the guiding light, but... Uh, oh my God, <laughs> nice,
1: old, nice old man pull, dude. Yeah,
0: you're welcome, yeah.
1: That's like what—that's what my high school girlfriend's mother used to watch.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. You put that on there with the uh, you followed. What was it before that? Was the Prices Right going to soaps? Oh man. Wow,
1: you are a redneck. Uh, no, I. While everybody else is at their jobs,
0: for, for the record, I don't watch that. I just want to make that you. Point. It's already out there. Too. I'm on the road every day listening to that. Yeah, listening Radio. to the Prices Right podcast, evidently. Does he have one? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, so uh, yeah, there's been a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes, but uh, I don't even want to rechat. You're laughing now. But uh, anyway, so yeah, it's been fun. A lot of irons in the fire, a lot of good things coming, a lot of changes, good things coming. So yeah, that's been about it. But uh, are you ready to get started? We got a show.
1: Dude, I feel like I'm on liquid meth right now. Holy crap.
0: What'd you, what'd you put in there? Is it basil? i having
1: a rock star... And vodka. Oh my gosh. That's known, uh, uh, the second part is known in the Midwest as just baka. I'm having baka, so I'm having rockstar and baka. Okay, oh my god. I literally feel like I should be either cleaning or escalating to the next drug right now. <laughs> that is high octane. Whoa. Well, it's going to be a fun show. <laughs> it is going to be a fun show. i <laughs> so happy to be here. My name is Welcome everybody. I'm awake right now.
0: All right, friends, well, welcome back This is the Lore Secrets Podcast where we talk about the Elder Scrolls Online We are your hosts, my name is Jordan Butts, or Jibs for short, and I'm joined by my brother from across the way over in SoCal, Cash
1: So when you have an upper like this, you're supposed to chase it with a downer, so I'll probably have to chase this with whiskey, and then I might swallow my tongue. So if I stop talking then look at the camera.
0: Alright, so if I hear any slurs
1: by the time we get around the lore lesson then we know something's going on you just keep rolling with the show, but do the old uh, text my kid okay. so she knows that my that I'm passed out on my keyboard. <laughs> hey, honey,
0: your dad needs help.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's freaking fantastic! Well, uh, you know, if you miss last week, what am I doing? I need to do the intro. If you miss last week, <laughs> uh, derailed. We, I know, I'm thinking, I'm looking at chat now, apparently someone also made the General Hospital poll as well, so there we go. Oh my god. We're bringing back all the oldies. Uh, But anyway, if you missed last week on the show, we had a wonderful time, did a little lore lesson, did the latest news, and, uh, oh, we didn't do Dungeon Lore, that's this week. This week on the show, we're talking uh, ESO in Seattle. No, wait, no, that's old. I never update that. No, wait, did we? No. Yes? No. You're looking at me. No. do
1: You put the first part of the notes together. That's literally my job.
0: You are literally right now. Literally one job. No, but anyway, we're talking the free play event that's going I'm scrolling through the notes. Uh, Twitch Prime, you can get some free goodies there. Talking a little bit of dungeon lore on Wait, Rest, Sewers 1 and a unique lore lesson on that's where you come in. Uh... The
1: Templar. Templar. Yes. I yeah. found some class lore, friends. We're doing it.
0: Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. Top-notch, Jibs. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, well, let's get in the show. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... T- oh, wait, no. No, we got to do we gotta do the... We got to do the fan mail. Dang it, where is he at? Get you! Get your ass over here.
1: He I've totally for shit you. the bed. Got something I'm
0: supposed to deliver. Totally on top of this. Your hands only. Thank you. It's no. about time not like I was doing the show wrong or anything cankles
1: how many how many stupid pills did you take today none You're only to supposed here. to take one to get you at your baseline that's it you know when why you, you two, know where you my screw up our show.
0: you know why my head's all over the place at the moment you know
1: people are leaving I can't people are leaving people are leaving the theater
0: oh okay
1: well that's all right so far this movie sucks <laughs> Reel it back in, Jimson. B film, please pause. You can do it, B
0: film. But uh, all right, well, it's that time where we answer your fan mail. You write us, you call us, and we put it right here on the show. So we got an email here from Arch Beetle, and you know we put a, a we put the word out that we wanted your opinion about where we're going with ESO next year. And here we go. Uh, it says, "I put a little this March Beetle uh, email. I put a little thought into the question of what next year will bring for ESO." I agree that Skyrim is more than likely next, but one caveat. The rest of Skyrim has two years' worth of content on the current release schedule. Whiterun and Solitude would make excellent chapters. If they want to answer a community request, the Bard's College would be a good way to incorporate that class. As for (laughs) Whiterun, maybe a companion skill line. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. A look at what Solstheim and Winterhold are like during the time of ESO would make great Q4 releases. Makearth and the Reach in general would be a great area for new dungeons, as would the Fortress of the Dawnguard. But there's so many great places for Dungeons of Trials around Skyrim. Wow! He just hit it all. He all did, in one including
1: Maycarth, which is actually Markarth, but that's okay.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's like, I mean, I, I totally put the segments in the wrong order, so you know I'm on a roll.
1: Poop? You poop mouth? Why would you say that, Ron? I see poop coming out of your mouth? Love lamp. <laughs> Apparently, you are brick tonight. <laughs> Apparently. Veronica,
0: I would like to invite... I can't say that line on there. All right.
1: <laughs> you can. We have a bleepy thing. We have the bleepy thing. Oh, okay, ready?
0: I would like to invite you to a party to my...
1: You didn't trust me, did you?
0: You son of a...
1: <laughs> I was not
0: gonna hit it, you dirty rat. All right. So anyway, what? That's a good perspective because let, yeah. let's let's frame it like this. Because he hit every nail on the head with a potential Skyrim chapter release, and this brings me to this perspective. If they incorporate it, okay, is it possible for ESO to frame? future chapter releases around previously released single player RPG content, i.e. Oblivion, i.e. Skyrim. I mean, we already did Morrowind. Essentially, in a way. They brought, you know what I mean? They brought it back. Yeah. Is that possible for them to do that?
1: You mean, seeing as how there's already a single player game?
0: Yes, I mean like you have those themes, yeah. you have those places where they can go back and visit them is is there room for that in ESO? Because Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah.
0: Not to take away anything from his question but to just bring it that much further out and about here with us as
1: there's so many places that we could visit. Well, there's definitely room on the map. Oh, absolutely That's for sure because yeah. some of those areas aren't framed out yet, aren't, yeah. aren't framed out yet in this timeline and in ESO. But if you look at You know, take Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind. We now have Morrowind revisited and realized in Elder Scrolls Online. Right. So if there was ever a question as to, well, would Bethesda say yes to them doing something like that? Well, heck yeah, they would. Because they did.
0: I mean, I'd be really intrigued to see what
1: that would look like, you know? Yeah. And he, like, he mentioned something here. He mentioned the Bard's College. That would be amazing. But you also have the College of Winterhold. Mm. You know, you got that. Um think of all
0: you could do there. Even go under go under yeah. the surface. So we're talking snow elf content. We're talking possible Certainly qu- content. I know oh. I know that's what in the world? I am getting a phone call. What is going on tonight, people? Jibs is doing a show.
1: Is it an emergency phone call? No, it's not important. Then put your phone down.
0: It's on mute.
1: This is my time.
0: You know time. what? You know the only reason I keep this phone next to me in case I get a wife text. You don't miss wife texts. That's trust me. why my phone's right here. Okay, then shut your mouth. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah. oh instagram seriously Ooh, twitter
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so tweet it tweet it on tweet here retweet okay thanks
1: you know that's actually kind of funny because i have had this is just like a random mention but i have been cat sitting our little babies all day long because they're still kind of quarantined for a little while yeah so i've been up there and quarantined in a room with two little kittens all day like you know writing lore for tonight and all the stuff and So I've been very active on Twitter and Instagram today. (laughs) So My phone (laughs) is just like on fire with all kinds of, well, they're likes. I guess you can't really dislike any of those unless you type a post and say you suck.
0: Whenever there's an ESO (laughs) live, my phone is very similar to yours, what it was today. It's going off because of all the tweets that are going out. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) Anyway,
1: we derailed. Yes.
0: Um, Uh, So anyway. Back
1: to our tweetal smell. um, I would be. Yeah, I think this certainly could happen. Agreed, 100%. time could be its own expansion or its own chapter. Absolutely. There's tons of history there. Now, I know that I said what I would like to see come out was, you know, like, I'd love to see Mora. I'd love to see or at least know what happened to the Aldmer's homeland. Right. Um, but we're not, we're probably never going to see that content ever because it's so, it's so rich and so deep in history and it's kind of cool being mysteriously gone. Right. But there's so much more out there that we could see that still could be opened up in our map. You just got to look at the map in game and look at the, all the areas that they could still open. And who's to say that if they didn't want to do anything like that, they couldn't do something that happens to the entire landscape of Tamriel as a hold a la that one expansion from World of Warcraft that one time. Cataclysm. Remember that? How it changed the landscape? Yeah. Certainly could happen. I mean, they're writing new lore every single time they put expansions out. So, True. there certainly could be. Well, what if there's a dragon break? I mean, look at all. Look there's at all of, of the realms. Yeah. Look at all the realms that are out there. Right. All the daedric planes that they haven't touched. I mean, we're just looking at a map, you know. But they could touch any one of those daedric planes that are out there, and send us there, completely separate from the, the map of Tamriel.
0: I. I don't. Mm. Okay, you brought a lot of points. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say this: there is some... A, an a, agreement with you. Uh, if they went to Skyrim and they really explored Skyrim, I'm talking on the surface, all the way down on what's going down in the cave systems, everything that's happened with snow elves. If they, re- I mean, then you've got the the. What if they had the uh, the moths? The moth priests really show up. Ooh. you know like there's just so many different they could take the best parts of that rpg and just put it in a, a chapter you know what i wouldn't even be opposed to two years in skyrim i'm sorry but if the content's great and it's there and it's awesome i'm there i'm all in
1: yeah i mean if it's all new yeah absolutely all, I i'm all throwing it out there too again i and i know that i said it the last time that we talked about this i do not think dragons are going away ever Yeah, of course, they'll always live in elsewhere. I don't think you can from here on out. Yeah, you'll never get rid of them. But what I'm saying is, I think they are going to leak out of elsewhere. Yeah, and end up in other places because. And I will repeat this. I know I said it again, but could you imagine being in new content in Skyrim, and you hear those dragons over your head, just cruising around, just like they're doing elsewhere.
0: You know, if if we go to Skyrim. I'm just—I'm picturing that, the screen, the, the the visuals of that area has to have that kind of gloomy, cold tint to it, the entire time you're there, like you have in Skyrim. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And, and then it's just, oh, talk about the feels. Like I'm an Oblivion guy, really I am. But you, that experience in Skyrim, what you just described, it's amazing yeah. and it's one of a kind. And I would love to experience it. ESO. so anyway, Beetle, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. We, uh, good email. Wow. Uh, all right, so this one's from Gaz. He says, my current question is simply this. Oh, we've gotten this before, but this is good. This can be good for other people who listen. Uh, How do you guys fit gaming time into your family and work lives? As of right now, I work full-time with various shift patterns, including night shift. My wife and I have a three-month-old daughter at home, which we're happy spending as much time possible with. So my current gaming time is approximately one hour in the evening when everyone has gone to bed. This suits me just fine now as I can log on, do a few quests, and log off again, and that is satisfaction enough for me. I'm sure there are other parents or similar people in the lore seekers with limited game time. However, for you guys having to keep up to date with current content, gear, and multiple characters, plus your separate work lives, plus your family lives, and also running a podcast on top of it all, not to mention losing weight and staying fit and healthy, how on earth do you guys structure your days to fit it all in? I'm just curious because I have no doubt you both have very busy schedules. However, the level of energy, positivity, and professionalism you guys show each week does not go unnoticed. Wow. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah. That's the last really part the Really appreciate It's the it. math. <laughs> <laughs> <So> liquid math. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's the rock star vodka, apparently. Once again, we at Lore Seekers do not condone the use of methamphetamines we're gonna, at any time. We're do a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. <laughs> You want to take it? You want to take it? No, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, you take Um it. Yeah, so we, we've hit on this one before. Um, I think Jibs and I are, we're both lucky in the respect that, yes, we have families and full time jobs, but we have flexible full time jobs. So, and Jibs, even more so now, um, I think I'll let you answer that part for yourself, but like myself, and this is, going to sound incredibly spoiled, but I have downtime at work that allows me to take my laptop out and play and write lore and do stuff like that when I'm not actively on an emergency call. I'm able to do that, which is fantastic. Now, don't get me wrong, I still have a work day at work. We still have things that you know we have to do and get done throughout the day. I'm not like a total slug, but I do get hours at work where it is my own time and I can kind of do whatever I want so instead of like watching TV or working out or whatever I choose to do that when I am home and at work in order to get everything done that I need to get done the very first thing that I do in the mornings is fitness always I'm very serious about that and the only reason being is because I work in public safety I work both law enforcement and, and fire rescue. I do both. When I signed up, this is my personal feeling, when I signed up for that, I gave away any right that I had to be unfit because it's not fair to myself, not fair to my family, and most importantly, as part of my job, it is not fair to the people that I serve. That's my personal philosophy. So, when I get up in the morning, first order of business, well, first order of business is coffee, then I go pretty much straight to the gym i have a garage gym at home or i go to work early and i get stuff done there so fitness is absolutely a part of my day that being said the family part which is a very very integral part of me being able to do all this stuff my wife and daughter come first always so whenever i'm playing if if I'm on discord or whatever, and my wife needs me, or if I'm do writing lore or whatever, researching something, when my wife asks for my help, if my daughter asks for my help, I drop what I'm doing and I leave and go help them immediately. And by doing that, they see that they're number one and they allow me the time that I need to do what I got to do with, with this stuff. Cause this is my hobby. And I love to do that. So is it a very delicate balance? Yes, it is. Have I pissed off my wife and daughter before by doing this maybe a little too long? Oh, yeah, for sure. But you reel it back around and you just make sure that they understand they're number one. And it allows me to do these type of things and have the time for it. Um, So I guess in order to put it in a nutshell, I'm lucky to have the time and the work schedule that I do. That allows me to do this stuff, but prioritizing your priorities is number one. And it sounds like you're absolutely doing that. So if you only have an hour, get whatever you can out of that hour. And trust me right now, you're in the trenches with a three month old. So that will get better as they get older, a little better of a sleep schedule, spend a little time with your wife. Maybe that one hour turns into two and you can do a little bit more stuff and, but you still got to live your life. So that's kind of how I do it. Yeah. No Jibs t- has a similar
0: thing. Yeah, I'd say that was pretty perfectly described. So I would preface this by saying um, Cash and I are very um, similar in a lot of aspects of our life. And then the things that we're not were polar opposites, which is what makes this show so much fun. Truly, honestly. Because what I am not, he is. What he isn't, I am, as far as personality standpoint. So it makes for a fun dynamic here on the show. That's
1: smart smart and dumb. Smart versus dumb.
0: Well, you know, I'm the smart one. I just want to put that out there. Second of That's all... That's clear. Second of all, we're very uh, repetitious. We uh, are be- at our best when we're busy. We are very repetitious in the way that we do things. For instance, Cash told you his regimen. I have a very similar regimen. Now, granted... Um, my gaming's at night. I really don't sleep. I don't remember the last time I slept eight hours. I just don't do that. I don't need that much sleep. I, I'm a night owl, and I get up at 6 a.m. every day ready to rock and roll. That's the keto. So, uh, it's more like 80-20 keto right now. But, uh, <laughs> man, <nobody laughs> good. 90-10. No, no wait, no. let's dial back. Oh. 85-15. 85-15. Okay. Uh, but, uh, anyway. So, to be honest with you, I do most of my gaming at night. Um, the whole podcast thing... This is my outlet. This is my hobby. This is a thing that I've, I've, uh, over the years, really enjoyed. And one thing for me, personally, is I am on the road a lot. I am very much a road warrior now, these days, with this new job. And so, for me personally, I do a lot of my creative thinking while I'm on the road. Thinking about what we could do for a show, what we could do, uh, maybe what I need to work on. So, most of my ideas are already ready, and I can just put them to paper when I get home, or whatever I'm doing. Uh, so that way, I just, I'm just i trying to work when I'm not working, if that makes sense. Work smarter, not harder kind of thing. Um, so two things are getting accomplished at once, pretty much. So I'm driving for work, but I'm also thinking about the show and whatnot. That being said, we've done this long enough, especially when it comes to the podcast side of things, that we are very regimented, and we've had a lot of practice and prep work. And I'm getting ready to... Um, something I'm really developing right now is I want to do a... Um, I always forget the name of it. What is it? a workshop? Workshop. I'm going to do a workshop where I want to you, teach you everything yes. I know about podcasting. Everything I've learned from my perspective, and I will show you how you can make your show notes very done very quickly, professionally, and it's something that's really the the lifeblood of your show. That being said, We've done this long enough now, where I don't have to put show notes together until the last 24 hours, just because we know where we're going. And Cash knows me; I know him. I know what he's going to say, how he'll react, etc. We can feed off each other well, and that's seen in the show notes development process.
1: That's just because we're game married. So the- <laughs> he knows he knows what I'm going to say.
0: I wore the dress. He could he with my handlebar my mus- handlebars, handlebars <laughs> and my eyeliner.
1: You could finish my (laughs) sentence. It's such a sweet thing. Oh, oh God. (laughs) It's a little bit in my mouth. Is it because of the
0: handlebars I was wearing that day?
1: Oh, my God. It would be okay if you never say that again. All right. That's fair. So that being said, we just have
0: years of experience, to be honest, guys, And this years of experience of casting and also running a community has helped us. It allows us to do more. Cash and I are happiest when we're busy, so we're always pushing the envelope and trying new things. I don't even want to rechat. I don't want to rechat at all. I can't out. It's, it's amazing. It's a dumpster. Um, I don't. I don't.
1: Want to. I'm gonna say one that just cracked me up. Lego, my Lego 69 says, "Yeah, they do sound like a married couple while they're doing dungeons." <laughs> Lego must have been in a dungeon with us at some point. We're gonna be talking about that. And I, I heard us I, I have no.
0: I have no comeback for that. Are you ready for the news? It's time for the news. Thanks <laughs> no. for the
1: emails. What? I just want to say super quick before you do a little clinky clinky thing. Um, oh, okay. I, I'm very excited for the development of your um, your workshop for podcasting because I think there's tons of podcasts coming, right, coming out right now for ESO from some really, really good people and good players, and I think that is incredible. But if there's somebody that has another interest other than ESO, maybe it's somebody else that wants to podcast about ESO, Trust me, and I'm saying this from a place of respect out of what Jibs knows and has taught me. He can teach this stuff, like, very, very well. And I'm glad that you mentioned that on the show because it locks you into doing it now. Because I will watch it and learn something from him. I think it's going to be, a, it'll be a fantastic thing. We do it live on Twitch. Dude. Yeah, we will. So good. So golden.
0: Yeah, we're going to do a live on Twitch. I know there's going to be three parts. One, I'm going to teach you how uh, show prep. going to teach you uh, equipment you need, how to get you started. And then we'll do a Q&A, so it's going to be a good time. And I will not stop the Q&A until every question has been answered. We'll spend time. We're going to have a good time. So yeah. it's going to be good. So thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's clink some bugs. <laughs> ah. All right, so it's time for the news let's get started uh jump into Tamriel during our free play event that's coming to us from ESO official oh wait 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 here's news uh
1: what the hell's happening right now
0: do you know what's happening next week cash do you know what's happening next week I'll be a week older hmm we will and we'll be saying a whole lot of fu fans because mr oh, yeah, Mike sure. Finnegan will be joining us at the Taverns ESO Dungeon Lead, so you can look forward to that. All of you that are in our community, you got to submit some questions. They are out there. He has them. They will be asked. Yeah. There you go, so you can look forward to He's that next week. Fun.
1: Oh, I can't wait. It's gonna He's going to be, gonna be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be We're going to have a little talk with him. But you know what the funny part is? Mm. There is nothing that we are going to say about the difficulty of some of these dungeons that is even gonna phase Finn. No, not at all. He's gonna chuckle, and he's just gonna go. You guys just suck. Just get good. <laughs> <laughs> Which <is> totally true. <laughs> I mean, it's like just get good. Oh. That, what else am I gonna say? This is the way it is, I and it. I would have it no other way. Oh, absolutely, I agree. I freaking love the challenge of this game. I agree, 100. percent Agree, 100. percent
0: So anyway, there's that's news for you for lore seekers. It's coming next week. Uh, we are gonna be streaming that Tuesday. I don't. I don't have a date. That's the third. Yeah. September 3rd, 7.30 p.m. EST. If you want to see that live, you can. It'll be at twitch.tv slash Podcast. Or you can wait till Friday and get it then with the whole episode. When it's all pieced together and all that good stuff. So, look forward to
1: that. Anyway, what? what's wrong? You know how I know I love this game? Why? This is like fun fact. I'm just like looking at the link to the jump into Tamriel during the free play event. And I just look at the screens of the game. Yeah. And it makes me want to play this game. Like, I'm just like, oh my God. I love it. Oh, I've been there. Oh, I know where that is. It's so stupid. I'm like a little kid that is going to Disneyland like an hour.
0: But you know what, though? If you really slow down and take the time, you'll be surprised what you will always find that
1: grabs your attention in this game. There's so much, you know? It's just it's, so the feel. I just have that. I have that feeling. It just fills my heart when I look at some of these screens. So good. Okay, sorry. Let's continue.
0: All right, so there you go. Jump in, Tamriel, during our free play event. This coming to us from ESO official. Uh, The Elder Scrolls Online free play event is going on right now. And guess what? It ends September 2nd. So you got all this weekend, if you're listening on release day, you got all weekend that you can enjoy some ESO for free. During the free play event, you can download and play the Elder Scrolls Online base game. On all platforms. That's PC, Mac, Steam, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. You can play it free with no strings attached. The base game includes access to four powerful classes, 23 unique zones, an amazing main story quest line, and much more. Plus, you'll also have access to the Morrowind chapter and the Elsewhere Prologue Quest. Heads up, go to Morrowind, your mind will be blown. Quick note: If you've played in a free play event previously, you'll be able to continue your adventure as if you never left. Cash, I love that so much; they nailed it there. And all new ESO accounts made will receive five hundred crowns for the in-game crown store. What do you th- What do you think of that? Do you like the whole progress continue thing? Yeah, continuation. Of course, yeah. yeah?
1: It's. I don't know. I almost hate to say that. I think it's just going to be expected from now (laughs) with some of the things that are coming out for the game because it's been like this year has been very seamless Mm -hmm. and where it, because it's one whole story. Like I'm really anticipating the next stuff. Right. And for people who love the lore of the game, we were really excited to like go through, um, the scale breaker content because it allowed us, well, I think we allowed ourselves we put ourselves in groups, like with lore seekers to just go slow through the content and actually absorb the story. And there's so many little things that harken back to other stories and other dungeons and other aspects of the game. And they kind of bring it all together. And yet at the same time, the story of the dragons and elsewhere continues. So I hate to say it, but now it's going to kind of be expected instead of having this content is here. The next content will be a whole different thing. You know, where it's like, okay, well we're tackling wolves over here. Or we're tackling werewolves over here. And then over here, we're tackling the lizards and Merkmire and you know, all this different stuff. This is like a saga. Well, I think I had mentioned it before that this is like that epic quest. Yeah that you put your character on and it has actual meaning and you're making differences and it continues forever and the content is great. Right. That's what I love in these RPGs.
0: Yeah, and I, honestly, I think as long as it's feasible behind the scenes, um I love the way that this makes me feel. I love the way that this season of the Dragon has made me feel. It's it feels infinitely larger. Okay. That's what she said.
1: <laughs> that was really good. What happened? Well done. Sorry. Oh.
0: Mm. That was
1: good. Wow. I had right. my finger on that button for half an hour.
0: Well, that's fair. I mean, you, you know, you you nailed it. Uh, but anyway, if the chapter feels infinitely bigger simply because of the way it's been themed. Now, granted, I felt like Somerset as a chapter in itself was huge. It was. But the whole experience, I would say, overall, feels much larger. <sighs> go
1: ahead, just I'll let you go on just, that one. Nope, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've said I'm honestly I've have said my piece and right. like yeah. So I, God, did you see this screen? What There's on a, the post? A lot of screens. Yeah. Okay, so like almost all the way it is all the way down at the bottom, but there is this screen of halls of Colossus where the dragons are coming out and they're just shouting Abner and um god what's her name super cutie little Khajiit it's not the Raya oh come here come here yep they're shouting he's just like shouting both of them onto the ground right but just the artwork and there's two dragons like peeking out of the hole like get out of my way (laughs) I'm coming out right now right it's like that. You look at that screen and it brings a whole story right back to my heart. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to play through elsewhere again. Right. That's what this content is doing to me. And I am I know there's people out there that, that it's, it's doing the same thing. I know there's people that play the game just for the mechanics and it's a beautiful game and all that other stuff. But, man, when you just let the story take over your soul, you can look at a screenshot and just fall in love with it again. So that's what that saga does for me, that year-long story. And I hope wherever they continue to take it, they don't stop with these free play events to introduce people to this and and this, these other long stories, whatever they may be. Yeah. Agreed. It uh, just hits home.
0: I agree. I have nothing to add. That's fantastic. You, agreed. 100%. Let me throw this at you. I know we did a lore lesson on... Uh, I'm gonna butcher this. The dragon's name, the main dragon's name in Skyrim. Alduin? No. What? Main drag. Main, chat, help me out. Main dragon's name in, in Skyrim. The main. The main I'm Betty. Parthenax. Parthenax. In Skyrim. Yeah. Parthenax. What?
1: That's the main dragon. Got to make the big choice then. Okay. All right. Didn't
0: we do? A lore lesson oh, we, on when
1: oh, it's Alduin. You're talking Alduin. about the, yes, The thank evil, you. The yeah, evil one. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, the evil okay. dragon. I know we did a lore lesson where we thank you, chat, where we talked about him. Um, I don't remember the year that he was around. Is it possible for him to be around during this era in ESO?
1: Yeah, they lived thousands of years. I think I'll do... Oh, man. Well, you barely put me on the spot. With I know. I know. I'm sorry.
0: I know. That's that's a tall order.
1: Remember, we didn't call this podcast Lore Masters. We called it Lore Seekers. Well, step it up. <laughs> Let me look it up real quick. Right. Um, so you look, it up do while,
0: this. you look it up while I finish this article, all right? got to get through this. During the free play event, you can save some cash, by the way. <laughs> <Let's see> Ha-ha. <what laughs> Ha-ha.
1: Save <laughs> yourself some cash.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wish I could every week. All right, so um, wait. Save myself from get. Ca- oh, there's the middle finger. All right, so uh, this goes into the next article. Save on the Elder Scrolls Online and elsewhere. All right, so during this free play event, this come again ESO official. Uh, so during this free play event, you can also buy the game on sale. Uh, you can I think you probably can find that lore lesson in the uh, Lore Seeker Archives probably. Um, The Elder Scrolls Online elsewhere, you can get that up to 40% off. And the Elder Scrolls Online Standard Edition is on sale for up to 50% off. That does include access to the base game and the Morrowind Zone. And I'm going to say this till the cows come home, you won't be disappointed with Morrowind. It's amazing. Maybe it's because I'm a fan. One of the best. Yeah, literally one of the best. It's like going back in time. Alright, so there's that. You find anything?
1: No. All right. Keep it around for a long time.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, wouldn't a younger, what was it, Alduin? Yeah. Uh, wouldn't a younger Alduin showing up in ESO just break the bank
1: for a Skyrim chapter? Yes. He can be around. The reason being, and I will quote this right here. Okay. We have a quote. Some consider that Alduin's desire to be worshipped by the mortal races was him having forsaken Oh my god, I so thought that said Foreskin. (laughs) Was him having forsaken his proper role as World Eater because of his own pride and arrogance. Regardless, throughout the Merithic era, Alduin stood as a cruel leader to Dragonkind and the ruler of Skyrim. Men were increasingly subjugated, Becoming enslaved and even sacrificed to the dragons, though their underlings, the dragon priests who wielded an authority equal to the kings. So, this is bringing reference to Alduin being alive during the Merithic era, um, which we know it went on Merithic first, second, third, fourth. Just saying. So,
0: That'd be one. You've heck- been around a long time. And the. And this is I'm totally stealing this from chat. I'm not sorry. Uh, who, who wrote that? I can't. Okay, this is from Midnight Matt. Uh, Rigger riding a dragon in prologue to Skyrim. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> oh my god!
1: Who said that? <laughs> Freaking Midnight uh, Matt. <laughs> oh, Rigger riding a dragon. I would
0: buy that oh T-shirt. Oh my god. Rigger is the
1: most undervalued NPC in this game. He, dude, Riggert is like, oh my god! Can I say this without getting hate mail? Riggert to me is like something about Mary's brother. Oh my god, her special brother. He's a special man, that's for sure. And that's I'm gonna leave it right there because I could carry that joke forever, and I really, I'd, really would rather not offend anybody this evening. Yeah, I, <laughs> that I really don't want to. That is the equivalent. To rigor to me in the Elder Scrolls Online, but nice pull, Matt. That is a very nice pull.
0: Yeah, agreed. So, that being said, seeing that Skyrim chapter open up with a younger evil dragon, Alduin, yeah, that being said. Ah,
1: I, man. You're on that vodka kick there with that rockstar, aren't you? Just Dude, that, you I am not kidding you. It's like an upper and a downer in the same freaking drink. I Holy can't crap. see your pupils. All right, so
0: get a unique pet and <laughs> and mount with Twitch Prime. This is coming to some ESO official. Get your hands on a unique Elder Scrolls Online pet and mount with this month-long Twitch Prime promotion. Zoss is happy mm-hmm. to announce all new exclusive Twitch Prime loot for the PC and Mac Elder Scrolls Online players. Going on right now until September 27th. Twitch Prime members can claim a unique Nowhere Steed mount and a Nowhere Pony pet via twitch.tv. Here's what you Mm -hmm. need to do to claim your exclusive rewards. Uh, Link your ESO and Twitch accounts, PC Mac only. Get Twitch Prime with Amazon Prime, and visit twitch.amazon.com slash ESO and click Claim Offer. They'll have you log in. And uh, once you've claimed your mountain pet, you can find them in both the North American and... European servers. Please note that while this Twitch Prime ESO promotion is PC Mac only, Zoss is making progress on bringing these types of promotions to our elder, our console players in the future. Stay tuned for
1: details. I got a couple of comments, but I think I'm going to start with my, my console comment. Yeah. Okay. There needs to be a massive amount of love given to our console players. Yes. Hundred like, percent. Okay, so the, and this is, I have never been like a PC master race type of guy. That's just where I happen to play. We may joke about it, but I feel like the console players just get a a, a running start and nut kick with all of this stuff, and it bums me out a little bit. Yeah, I. I you know what uh, I mean? Like, yeah. maybe. There's. I know yeah. there's some behind the scenes stuff that probably goes on where things need to get tested on PC first. But you know what would be really nice? How about one of these DLCs or something that comes out? Maybe they release it on console first.
0: I would like console first. I would like console to get a whole plethora of things that I do not have access to, ever, that I will ever get. And we'll pump the brakes. No, 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 no. They deserve their own home, at least. They deserve a free mount, at least. They deserve a lot of things. They deserve more love than we, than they have gotten.
1: And I'll say this. They deserve, yes. But I don't think that they would ever do exclusive console stuff. Eventually, everything that we have on PC is available on console. Except for add-ons, obviously. But that's not the ZOS sanctioned thing. That's... Player stuff. You know what I mean? I yeah. But I guarantee you that if they released exclusive stuff just for console, it would be a tirade of blah, 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 blah. I'm sure, from, but. From all the, the wussies. Look, here's what they I'm saying. Complain.
0: No, here's what I'm saying. They get something that only they can have, like whether it's a certain color of it, a certain color of a pet, a certain color, not a pet, that's not enough. Amount. Maybe some kind of style of a home. Something. Because ultimately at the end of the day, I'll buy that. we get stuff first every single time. Right. And right. they always have to wait. And, and look, this is not coming from I mean look, I'm not like you know, like going off the handles here. I mean we are constantly getting mentions on Twitter uh, from console players. You know, right. of what they they're Dealing with as far as late releases and whatnot which I get you know the, the later releases Microsoft and PS4 has to approve everything but on top of that it's also marketing wise if you're looking at this from a business sense this provides us with extended marketing they can keep marketing the crap out of something for weeks simply because there's two release schedules that are distanced they're, they're far apart from each other further apart from each other so that being said ESO's name is out there more alright now also I I maybe I'm the only one in this camp but I feel like they need to get stuff only they can have whether it's a mount I don't know what I'm not saying like chapter or content releases I'm just saying give them love give them some serious love because they, they gosh they're they're players too they deserve it they deserve console love
1: yeah, something exclusive would be really cool, like an early content release for them or something like that. I think would be great. And here's part of the reason I'm saying that: you have some serious heavy hitters. There are very, very serious players. It's not just like a you know they're just like logging in to play a couple of um, rounds of Fortnite. Yeah, it's not happening. I mean, you have very serious players, and on top of that contributors to the to the ESO fam like big time a lot of content creators create on either PS4 or Xbox one. So it would be really nice maybe I'm retracting what I was thinking about something exclusive for them but man if there's a, a way to show some love to, to console because they love this game just as much as PC players too. And I, and I just feel that, you know, getting all of the content releases and everything first, there's something that we're missing in, in the understanding of why we're getting everything first. Oh, I, I... It feels... I feel bad. And like the other thing, like Twitch drops. That sucks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> dude like there's... The
1: Twitch drops yeah, on I'm... their accounts. And it's probably something that has to do with the Xbox Live service or the PlayStation Plus. Is it what is it, not PlayStation?
0: I don't know. I'm an Xbox guy.
1: Yeah. PlayStation Marketplace? Whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is. The PlayStation service. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I don't know. That's just a, just a small little, you know, box top rant right there. I but
0: mean, I mean, look, it, it, in the very least, let them have access to something in the spring and we don't get it till the fall on the Crown Store. Or something that they get discounted, and they also get it early. I mean, something.
1: Give them something. You know, what would be cool. Like something like this horse for Xbox players. Xbox players, they could get these these horses in green. Oh, that'd be dope. Or for PlayStation players, they get it in blue. Well, we already get it in blue. That's not blue. That's no. Hot we can pink. get it in blue though.
0: It, it was one of the. Uh, uh, where did we get that from? We got it. I know we have it.
1: Yeah, but it's not this one. Like I'm looking at this one, I'm like, oh, does that come in the colors for men? <laughs> no, that it, it <laughs> already came in like, blue. That's not pink.
0: It are it's already out in blue.
1: Yeah, I think I have it. I oh, think we all have it. Yeah. I gotta um, check my
0: mount list, I don't know.
1: But, but anyway.
0: Anyway, so there's that. Rant. Yeah, rant. Sorry off. about the rant. Alright, so most importantly, what happened this week was Scalebreaker and DLC game pack update 23 they're now live on all platforms it's coming to us from ESO official i don't know if you had a chance but watch that new scale breaker trailer i'm not gonna play it here but whew goodness gracious that was awesome Sai sahan showing up and showing off yeah good old Sai. So, yeah yeah they did good they did real good on that we would have played it here but we want just a little bit more dialogue before we put it in the show um, so anyway, the Scalebreaker DLC Dungeon Pack and Update 23 bring exciting new adventures and improvements to ESO. This includes two new... And we've already talked about this at nauseum over the past episode, so we're going to kind of gloss over this, let you know it's available, and we're moving on. So, two new seasons of the Dragon Dungeons, layer of Mar-S-S-L-O-C and Moongrave Fane, eight new item sets and five new collectibles, update to Undaunted Keys, Guild Trader, multi-bidding, multi-crafting, and more... The Scale Breaker DLC game pack is free for all ESL Plus members, otherwise you can purchase it for 1,500 crowns in the crown store. Now, here's a quick note. If your ESL Plus membership lapses, you will lose access to the DLC dungeons until you renew or purchase the DLC with crowns. You won't lose any items or rewards you earned while you had access. The uh, Scalebreaker Collector's Bundle is also available for 4,000 crowns. This includes the DLC game pack, the Ancient Dragon Hunter Horse Mount, the Ancient Dragon Hunter Wolf Pet, five crown experience scrolls, and you can find and purchase the Scalebreaker Collector's Bundle in the crown store. We've all seen it there for quite some time. Uh, at least PC has. Uh, quick note, entering either Layer of Marsaloc or Moongrey Fane, you will automatically receive, for free, the Dread Aurelian Mask. It's a different color version of the uh, ma- uh, mask you get in the Elsewhere questline. It's really good. And uh, that being said, update 23 also brings quality of life improvements. And we already mentioned it, but we'll say it one more time here before we finish this one off. Undaunted Keys and Merchants. Uh, multi-crafting and Guild Trader Multi-Bidding. Boom. What do you think? We ran the dungeon. We didn't even did vet.
1: Yeah. So, just a quick mention right here for the Undaunted Keys and Merchants. What that basically means your Undaunted Keys are now account wide. So, if you look in your currency for any character, all of the keys that you get from running un- or from completing Undaunted quests, the pledges, are all available on all your characters. So, if you had 20 on one character and 10 on the other character, then now you have a total of 30. And they're all accessible. Uh, The merchants part, what that means is that instead of having to go to one of the three chests that are available at the Undaunted Enclaves to get your monster set shoulder piece, you can now talk to the three people that give you Undaunted Quests, and each of them has a store you go to those stores and you have a way better chance of getting the monster set shoulder piece that you're looking for because they have several different chests available. So I think gone are the days where you're spending 30 keys just to get your Elambra shoulder piece because now it really narrows it down and gives you a much, much better chance of getting shoulder you're looking for but you still have to kind of do your research on which ones drop what but that's fantastic yes the multi crafting is epic oh my gosh yeah but you got to be careful because if you happen to hit max craft max you're going to go through a lot of your resources really quickly (laughs) so be careful you got to know exactly how much you want. But if you are looking to level something really, really quickly, you set it to the number of things you want to make, you click the button, and it just goes... And your level will go from 2 to 30, just like that.
0: It's really convenient.
1: It's very convenient. It's very cool. But you, you do have the potential to use a lot of mats really, really quickly. So just make sure that that is what you want to do. Okay. Are we talking dungeons now?
0: Uh, yeah, but real quick. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, let's do dungeon lore. You ready for that? Let's do dungeon lore. I was get into dungeon
1: Very nice, my friends. Today, we are talking dungeon lore on Wayrest Sewers 1. As we continue our series, I believe this is number nine. Shut up. No, it's not. You Shut up. <laughs> talk to me like that. No, you roll. Shut your mouth. Not that we were friends.
0: Well, yeah, I kind of put up with
1: you. Kind of like that zit that doesn't so go away. My wife says that same thing. Well, maybe she's on to something. <laughs> well, play it. I have zero comeback for that. <laughs> <laughs> so we are doing dungeon lore, my friends. If you're new to the show and you're not quite sure what dungeon lore is, we take a different spin on talking about dungeons here at Lore Seekers. What we want you to understand are the things available in these dungeons and what you're actually doing to help these non-player characters get through their troubles. So we explain the story of each of these dungeons, and we started all the way at the beginning with Fungal Grotto 1, and I believe we're on number 9... Wayrest Sewers number one. There's so many dungeons. There's all. <laughs> we are going to be old and retired by the time we get done with all of these dungeons. Trust me.
0: Thank you. Yeah.
1: So anyway, when you're loading into Wayrest Sewers one, the loading screen text will read, Wayrest is justifiably proud of the commodious modern sewers that drain the city's wastes into the Iliac Bay. That's the poop. But the curving conduits beneath the streets contain dark secrets unsuspected by those who walk in the light of day above. Ooh. A lot of poop down there.
0: Yeah, that's like the equivalent of Merkmire.
1: It may be. Wear your galoshes. Mm. So the zone this is found in, this is uh, in Stormhaven. It's, it's actually locally found in Minevia. The location is Wayrest. And the quest you're going to find down there in the first iteration of Wayrest Sewers, because there's a 1 and 2, but we're doing Wayrest 1 tonight. You're going to find a quest called Deception in the Dark. And the story is, you are going to be preventing an underground invasion of Wayrest. This dungeon is located in the seedy sewers of Wayrest City in Stormhaven. You will encounter Investigator Hernand... He's a wounded Lion Guard officer who was betrayed by his former partner, Garen, while they were investigating a bandit or bandit activity reported in the sewer system. Former Lion Guard member Garen, a necromancer, betrayed the team of investigators and ambushed them in the sewers. Investigator Ernan has tasked you with locating the Pelangare twins, Varane and Aline. And stopping their plans to build an army to invade the city of Wayrest. Pretty straightforward. Uh-huh. Types of enemies you're gonna run into are Pelengar henchmen. This is the army that is building down there. Skevers, of course, every sewer has skevers. Crocodiles and mud crabs. The mini-bosses you're going to run into is Slimecraw, a very giant crocodile. We're going to talk a little bit about Slime Craw coming up. There's the Rat Whisperer, a super freaking weird eccentric man with skeever pets. <laughs> like, when you walk up to him, he's literally dancing down there. It's super weird. Then there's Ulgarg the Hungry, a seedy smuggler who also likes to freaking stun everybody and fear him. A pain in the butt. Then the bosses, Investigator Garin. He is a Breton necromancer and the former city investigator who betrayed his Lion Guard comrades while they were looking for bandits in Wayrest sewers. Then you're going to run into Varane Pellengere himself, a Breton nobleman and leader of a potential coup with a plan to take over Wayrest. Then you're going to run into, at the very end of the dungeon, Aileen Pelengare, a Breton noblewoman and sister to Varane. She's a bandit leader with a plan to take over Wayrest with her brother and her father, Master Pelengare.
0: She has some serious personality issues.
1: Yeah, she comes and goes as she pleases during your fight. Yeah, with she's her. a
0: little uh, you know, off-kilter.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So, gear sets, you know... Uh, this first one, actually, I see I see this called for in PvP builds, and that is the Light Armor Set Combat position. So two items adds 1096 up to 1096 maximum magicka. Three items, 833 spell crit. Four items uh, up to 833 spell crit. And at five items, when you critically heal yourself or an ally, you grant your target a damage shield that absorbs up to 8100 damage for six seconds. This effect can occur once every six seconds. It's very, 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 very good. Uh, Next up for medium armor set, we've got uh, Toothrow. This increases your max Stam up to 1096. Weapon crit up to 833. 833 weapon crit again at four items, and at five items, 100 weapon damage, plus you gain major savagery at all times, increasing your weapon crit rating by 2191. That's right, but he's taking a body break, and I can't correct him because I'm not for sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's just you and me now. So uh, for the heavy set, we've got sergeants. He'll never know until he listens. Here he comes. Okay, here we go. All right. So sergeant, sergeant's mail. That's uh, the heavy armor set. Uh, That gives you 1206 max health, 129 health recovery, and 129 weapon damage. At five items. Uh, increases the damage of your fully charged heavy attacks by 1634. Now, quite possibly, one of the use- most useful things out of this dungeon, and this is called for in multiple builds. I have seen this, PvP and PvE, and that is Slime Cross. That is oh, yeah. one, one item, is 833 spell crit, uh, and 833 weapon crit. And two items... You gain minor berserk at all times, increasing your damage by eight percent. That solid is solid. I believe I use that.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I call for on the Bobo build on our website. Uh, it. It's also called for in Magicka build and builds too, because you get both the spell crit and weapon crit. So the weapon crit's really not going to do you anything if you're a Magicka character, and spell crit's not really going to do much for you if you're a Stam character. But what they go for is that minor berserk at all times. 8% yeah. increase of damage, that's massive.
0: Agreed. 100%. 100%. Now for achievements. So you've got Wayrest Sewers 1 Vanquisher. Basically, beat all the bosses in Wayrest Sewers 1. Then you've got Wayrest Sewers Conqueror. Uh, by the way, Wayrest Sewers 1 is in every one of these accomplishment or achievements. If I skip it, just know it's Wayrest Sewers 1. All right. Um, all right. So Conqueror. So that means beating every boss in Vet on this dungeon. And then you've got Down the Gutter. That's defeat Ellen Pelenweir and vet where Sewers 1 after invoking the Scroll of Glorious Battle. And you got vet Mercenary Slayer defeat 500 Pelengear Mercenaries and vet waiter Sewers 1. You've got Skeever Slayer defeat 800, 800 skeevers and vet waiter Sewers 1. That means you've had some time on that character. <laughs> uh, Remember
1: you were talking about being an achievement hunter for dungeons? I still want to do it. I'm down. I well, like. Then let's let's start a fungal.
0: Well, I gotta get this freaking Templar up because I accidentally well, deleted Icesis. You
1: know, it turns just... out it turns out that you get XP in Fungal One. Hindsight to so twenty. Let's start there and hundred percent. it. Twenty twenty.
0: Yeah. Well, we really do need to do that though. Start tonight. I can't do that tonight. I gotta. So lazy. I gotta make this show for you so it can release tomorrow.
1: I'm making it for you right now.
0: <laughs> well, that's the end of Lore Seekers.
1: Good night, everybody.
0: Jibs <laughs> <laughs> is being a real a hole. <laughs> Waitress Sewers 1 Survivor. It's a no death run. Make it through the whole dungeon without anyone dying in your party. And then the speed run. That is Waitress Sewers 1 Assassin. Finish the dungeon within 20 minutes. Time, no, 15 minutes. I'm sorry. Uh, timer starts when any player enters the first tunnel to the right of the entrance chamber.
1: Wait a minute. I thought it was 20 minutes in some of these other ones for speedrun. It's run. almost always 20 minutes. So, well, it always has been up till now.
0: Anytime definitely we've covered minutes.
1: it. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, interesting. So uh, just to clarify, when it says speed run, that means like velocity type of speed, not meth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely movement speed. Nothing <laughs> indicative of shooting yourself up movement. with drugs. Yeah. Yes. It has nothing drugs to are do bad. with yes. drugs.
1: Yes. They're not good.
0: And I would also not recommend vodka and Rockstar. But here we are. Yeah,
1: because clearly, like, seriously, I am, like, in some form of tachycardia right now. <laughs> that means fast heart rate. <laughs> Dude. I am not going to sleep for several hours. You should really stop drinking that drink. You need a just should straight whiskey. I the rest of the can in this here cup. That's an awful idea. All with right, some more, you... with some more baka.
0: Do you work tomorrow? Are you back? Are you back at work tomorrow?
1: I Do not work.
0: Oh, drink whatever you want. Here, it's time for the lore lesson.
1: Do you know how excited I was for this lore lesson? He's not talking to me. I was really excited for this lore lesson, and the reason being is because I have searched high. Or class lore And it's been very very difficult to find Because there's just not much out there But each class in the game does indeed have lore references And we can certainly draw from other sources Even outside of the game To draw parallels in between the game world And the real world And that's kind of what we're going to do tonight because Jibs and I have a flavor of the month class which I certainly hope lasts. Because I freaking love it. We're both playing Magic Magicka Templars. I have a Healer Templar. And I'm even thinking of rolling a tank Templar because I love the class so much. But tonight we're going to talk Templar lore. Now the reason that I was super excited about this one is because... You can actually draw parallels between the real world, our own history, and how the Templar in sci-fi or in fantasy, high fantasy, was born. So let's talk a little bit about it because um, there are definitely some similarities to draw from. So in game, the description of the Templar reads as such traveling knights who call upon the powers of light and burning sun to deal massive damage to their enemies while restoring health, magicka and stamina to their allies. These warriors call upon the divines. They call upon their faith to smite the wicked and heal their friends with three very distinct skill lines, the adric spear, the dawn's wrath and restoring light. So, sprinkled within these three skill lines are several skills that allow the player to tap into the blinding power of the sun, the light. But where does the idea of this very divine knowledge originate? This is where we draw our parallels. In the history of the modern world, our world, the term Templar is commonly recognized in reference to the very, very famed Knight's Templar, and this was a Catholic military order that was first recognized in our actual years 1139. Now, also known as the Poor Fellow Soldiers of Christ and the Temple of Solomon, this very prominent order of Templars was among the most skilled fighting units during their Crusades, and they were known as Christian warrior monks. Same thing in Elder Scrolls Online. They wore very distinctive white mantles with a red cross, which symbolized the blood of those that uh, that had been spilled that they were trying to protect. And they had a very large contingent of non-combative members of the order who managed a large economic infrastructure. As a matter of fact, the Knights Templar are known to have been the origins of the first banks of the world. And we'll talk a little bit about how they became so rich, which I think will be interesting to a lot of you. Fun fact, the crusades in our modern world were a series of religious wars sanctioned by the Latin church during the medieval period. The term crusade can be applied to other church sanctioned campaigns throughout history. So the Knights Templar in our world were a driving force during the time period between 1119 and 1312. Eventually, they were disbanded due to rumors of their secret initiation. This gets really weird. They were disbanded due to rumors of their secret initiation and distrust amongst governmental leadership. They were officially dismantled in 1312 by the sitting Pope Clement V. Because of such an abrupt departure of such an influential and powerful group in European society, the Knights Templar became a major source of speculation, legend, and legacy throughout our history. They became an incredibly powerful action. Another fun fact. So many sources throughout history claim that the Knights Templar initiation was so controversial because of their possible use of an intimate blessing. But others thought that they had a satanic influence during the ritual. Initiates had to be in good health. They had to owe no debt. They had to be unmarried, not be a member of any other order, and willing to accept a life of servitude. Now, the part of the ceremony that sparked so much controversy of the Knights Templar was when the Grand Master would bless the initiate with a kiss on the lips, a kiss on the neck, and a kiss on the stomach. Now, because of that ritual, it became a controversy, not accepted in society at the time, which, whatever, but it eventually led to the downfall of the order because they were accused of all sorts of things back in that time. So that is just us giving you a basic understanding of what the knight's templar was itself and what the origins in thought of how the templar in our game came about so we can begin to kind of understand the parallels that are drawn between the modern world and the fantasy world most specifically elder scrolls online that we love so much Warrior monks, defenders of all they consider holy, and drawing upon the power of their chosen divines to spread their message, even if it meant violence, is the very basis of the Templar in the Elder Scrolls. So here's where the lore part in game comes in. In the lore book entitled Stendar's Divine Spear by Tolus the Bright. He's a resolute of Stendar. The might of the Templar is detailed, and it reads Smiting all that is, Uh, let me start again. Smiting all that is unholy, transfixing it with point and glow, elevates us with its aura, nullifies the wicked foe. Daedra undead, beasts and man beasts, abominations it strikes down. Reanoint us, stalwart Stendar, resolute with spear and crown. Polis the Bright continues his divine teachings in yet another piece of lore entitled Aura of the Righteous. In so much as all fell things abhor the light, so his gifted all those who invoke his name with the ability to clothe themselves in a righteous aura of blessed light. Over time, even as evil's many abominations found new ways to afflict Tamriel's mortals, With destruction and death, the priests and resolutes of Stendar have adapted Stendar's glowing gift to many purposes, whether to smite, to defend, or to heal. For offensive means, Stendar's gift most often manifests as a piercing beam of light, resembling a spear of purifying sunlight, and often remembered in those terms. As a form of armor, Stendar's gift may take the form of a diffuse aura that surrounds the righteous, mitigating the attacks of the abominable, or it may focus into an almost palpable shield to ward off a specific threat. And it continues Worshippers who eschew all forms of violence, such as the harmonious masters of the landrill, have turned Stendar's glowing gift into a tool for healing and then freely spread their knowledge of cleansing and healing rituals even to Stendar's more militant adherents. Or even in the hands of a warrior, how can the curing of ills be an ill thing? So, continuing. Stendar, one of the eight divines in the timeline of Elder Scrolls Online, is the god of mercy, the God of charity, well earned luck, justice, compassion, and the righteous rule by might and merciful for might and merciful forbearance. He's an apologist of men, a patron of the Imperial Legion, magistrates, rulers, and knights errant. So that is a mouthful of divine titles. But it's easy to see why Stendar is such a revered entity in Tamriel, and widely revered. Stendar, although his name varies from race to race, is worshipped by the pantheons of the Imperials, the Bretons, the Altmer, the Bosmer, and the and the Khajiit races. little fun fact. According to the creation myth, Stendar and the other Adra were originally formed from the blood of both Anu and Padme. You remember from one of our previous lore lessons, Anu and Padme are the very manifestation of good and evil, the very first two beings ever in the history of the Elder Scrolls. This very fact leads to the belief that even the Aedra are capable of performing acts of mercy and kindness, but also violence and pain. Which is the very basis of what a Templar is. Their first monks, worshippers, representatives of their divine power in both Elder Scrolls Online and in our parallel world, our earth. Warrior monks who are capable of defending their religion and defending the innocent. And the righteous, with acts of violence, the warrior monk. I don't know how that makes you guys feel, but I am incredibly interested in that kind of stuff. Just amazing premise for both something in real life and something in a game that we love. It's so good. It's, it's incredible. So good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the very precepts of Stendar further explain why he's a chosen deity of so many subjects in Tamriel. Stendarr commands all mortals to make themselves vulnerable to his will and to abide by the following. Number one, never refuse aid to anyone you are capable of providing it. Oh, this is you. <laughs> Two, go among the infirm and the wounded wherever you find them. Number three, offer prayer to Stendar every day. And number four, do not hoard wealth or indulge physically. Ooh, I might have a problem with number four. <laughs> <laughs> the second part of number four might suck. <laughs> but, number one,
0: it's like red flashing lights. This is Cash's mantra. <laughs>
1: But, like, number two, go among the infirm and the wounded wherever you find them. You know what that reminds me of right off the bat? Go ahead. That reminds me of the Altmer coming to the aid of the Khajiit during the Manhattan Flu Crisis. Yeah. Now, they had yeah. ulterior motives in yeah. mind. Yeah. 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 But they still, the one thing that many of the Khajiit wrote about was the fact that the Altmer were fearless and they came right into the sick bays and where people were sick and dead and dying, and they provided aid without fear. That's what that reminds me of. It's uh, then our second tenant. Chat says Templars are first responders. For sure. I'm like, why have I not played this class before? Because it's amazing in this patch.
0: It's really good. <laughs> it's really
1: good. Okay, so this this little last part, I have a little piece to add at the very end because I got so interested in the Knights Templar as I was doing this lore lesson. I've listened to a bunch of podcasts. I've been watching stuff on YouTube. It just really interested me, aside from Elder Scrolls, just as a man. I was like, I this is amazing. So anyway, I'm going to talk about the Relics of Stendar. There's a couple here, and then I'm going to make a, a final point to close off the lesson. The relics of Stendarr, two relics have become famous throughout the centuries. This is in Elder Scrolls Online, obviously. Both either created by or actually wielded by Stendarr himself. The gauntlets of the Crusader were created by Stendarr during the First Era and given to the famous Divine Crusader, Pelinal Whitestrick, to help him in defeating Umaril the Unfeathered, the Aelid Sorcerer King. Now, fun fact, you will remember Pelinal Whitestrake. He's been mentioned several times in Elder Scrolls Online, particularly during Midsummer Madness. But all research points to the fact that Pelinal Whitestrake, the Divine Crusader, was a Templar. The name itself means Glorious Night, and his assistance to Saint Alessia in freeing mankind from the oppression of the ancient Aelids further solidifies his stance as a holy crusader for good. Freaking Templar all the way. Yep. Although he mostly followed the teachings of Akatosh, white Straight carried weapons and armor, weapons and armor into battle that were gifted from the eight divines themselves. How can he not be a freaking Templar? Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, right. I can't refute that.
1: It's hard to refute, given the research, it doesn't, like, spell it out to say that he was a Templar, but he was definitely a holy crusader. He was more of a wanderer than anything else. Yeah. Um, But he definitely, like, that was the biggest thing that he did was helping St. Alessia in freeing the Alessians from slavery by the aliens. Right. So... Okay. Did you stroke out on me there? You... No, Audacity stroked out. Oh, okay. I think we're good. Okay. Okay. Continuing. The second relic Stendar's hammer. Mm-hmm. This was rumored to once have been wielded by Stendar himself and was made of ebony and sapphire and was enchanted with a drain damage health ability to those in which the hammer struck. Little fun fact. Carry on. It's okay. The hammer of Stendarr was once displayed at Taraza Aram's museum in Mournhold. Now the hammer is too heavy for most mortals to lift, let alone wield in battle. So it took four men to lift the artifact into its display case at the museum. A little fun fact for you. Okay. The reason the artifact things, the relic things were so interesting to me was because in my research of the Knights Templar to draw parallels between Elder Scrolls Online or Elder Scrolls Period and our own world is the fact that for a long time, it was very confusing as to why the Knights Templar were so successful and so rich in our own world. And the reason being, you lore seekers, listen up. The Knights Templar were extremely accomplished relic hunters. That's where they made their money. Mm. They hunted ancient relics in history. And it is also rumored that they found and sold the Crown of Thorns Christ and the Holy Grail. I want that. I want that. <laughs> so when I read that, I was like, "Oh my gosh! Incredible lore. Yeah, real world lore.
0: Yeah." So anyway, that's really cool though, because I, I like uh, you know I think this is the first time we've really brought. Actually, I know it is. This is the first time we've brought serious. Uh, amount of real life lore to in-game lore.
1: Right. And, you know, it's, yeah, there's not a ton of in-game lore when it comes to some of the classes. But this was one that when I started, man, I just googled Templar. Yeah. And Knights Templar came up and I went, okay, well, that's that's where we're going. And then I just was like locked in. Because it I'm not the best with world history. I mean, I remember a lot of this stuff from when I was in high school, but man, how cool is it now as like an old dude to re-research a lot of this stuff? Right. Just really, really awesome. Agreed. So, all right. Hope you liked it. You did good. Thank you. You
0: you did real good. I like that. That was that was really cool so what would be the necromancer equivalent would it be a undertaker and uh no that that's that ruined it I ruined it all right well everyone this was (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) well everyone this was the lord seekers podcast we can't thank you enough for hanging out with us we hope you enjoyed your time here and if you did no matter what app you are using at the end of the day what we do hope is that you leave us a review whether you like the show, you hate the show, whatever, let us know. We want to hear from you. For every five-star review that we get on iTunes, we show you some love with a shout-out here on the show. And uh, we got a couple here. So first up from Canada, Turtle Shell says, I have been binge-listening to this pod- these podcasts for the past two weeks while I'm at work. It's a great way to stay connected to the Elder Scrolls universe. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much. It's awesome. Thank you. Uh Zoro from the USA says, I've always loved the lore of Elder Scrolls and wish there was some fun way I could absorb it. <laughs> well, I found it. Jibs and Cash give such an entertaining take on all of it between the hilarious banter between the two hosts. I hate him. And deep, interesting stories between the lore. Best podcast ever. You guys keep up the amazing work. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. You mean you hate me, right? Yeah. Not him. Not, not them. Yeah. I mean it. If it's not a, abundantly clear, I can't stomach you by now.
1: You love me. You know it.
0: Don't. I don't want to hear it. Uh, you can see, <laughs> I, just, I just mentally flipped you off. Yeah, you did. It's fair. I think my cheeks are red. All right. Well, you can call us 765-382-6961. You can always email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to join the official Lore Seekers Guild, meet Lore Seekers from all over the globe. Well, come on over. I think we're around 1,200 strong at this point. Uh, LoreSeekersPodcast.com forward slash guild. Download Discord, join our Discord server, and apply by typing a slash apply in the apply to guild channel. Uh, you can find the show wherever podcasts are free. Whatever app you're using, if it's free, we're there. We don't charge for our content. We would like to give it to you.
1: Cash, where can they find more Lore Seeker content? You can find us on Twitter. You can find Jibs at Jibs IRL. You can find myself at Lore Seeker Cash and the cash is with K. Most importantly, you can follow the show. Three spots. First one is Twitter. You can catch us at Lore Seekers Cast on Instagram at Lore Seekers, and right here at our home on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Lore Podcast.
0: All right, friends. Well, you have a great week in gaming. I miss you already. We'll see you next week.
1: Take care.
0: Dilly dilly.